Welcome back to the show. Just a reminder to give us a call on our buzz line. If you were uh, listening to the first uh, half hour of the show, we were speaking to Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke. And as you know, uh, the city has filed yet another constitutional challenge to BC Supreme Court uh, in regards to changes that were made by the province's poli- on the, on, regarding the province's police act. That, of course, uh, is uh, the pushback from the city once again that it does not want the Surrey Police Service. They want to stick with the Surrey RCMP. So just when you thought things were getting better, there or not, we're already getting lots of emails from our listeners. Give me a call on the buzz line, 604-331-2899. That's 604-331-2899. Or you can email me, jazz at cknw.com. If you do have an opinion on this issue, we will be opening the lines at the 4.30 hour. Look forward to chatting with you uh, in regards to all that is the Surrey policing saga, and it does just never ends. But hey, let's talk about something else. Joining me now is our contributor, Jerry Mayor Judson. Talk a little bit about mental health. Absolutely. We give a lot, and for good reason, we give a lot of lip service. Of course, mental health is as important as your physical health, mm-hmm. and we need, you know, mental health care. And we've come a long way in terms of access and talking about it, and it's so good we're talking about it. But functionally, how easy is it in British Columbia to access mental health care or to access medication in a reasonable fashion, right? And Mm -hmm. especially, this is kind of apropos of a report earlier this month from the Mood Disorders Society of Canada, and it says that medications for mental health concerns are not very often publicly funded, and especially new ones that come out that get approved. It takes two and a half years on average to get public funding, say from Pharmacare, like we have here, to be listed under those medications where you can get some assistance. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's a nightmare. Um, (laughs) Continuity of care is a nightmare when you're dealing with mental health concerns. And uh, I talked to Al Raimundo and they are somebody with lived experience in navigating the system. And their experience actually began when they were very young. My experience dealing with depression and other mental health concerns started from when I was very young. It took me to a point where I was feeling suicidal. I was feeling like my life wasn't worth living anymore because I didn't understand why I was struggling so much and found myself after a suicide attempt in the hospital. And all of a sudden, people were telling me that what I was dealing with was called depression and I wasn't the only one and there was hope out there. And it was a very sudden realization because up until that point, I hadn't, I didn't have the language and I didn't understand that it wasn't like a personal failing, that it was something that was an illness that so many people struggle with. From there, the, I would love to tell you accessing help was easy, but it wasn't. It was a lot of wait lists and a lot of retelling the same story just to be referred to somebody else to then retell the same story. And it takes a lot of energy for people to ask for help in the first place. And then the process of getting help is not easy. Access to things like medication, that was very, very difficult. It was a lot of assessments. And then as I moved around the country, there were other, like the assessments that were in Ontario weren't valid anymore. So I could no longer access my medication and I had to start all over. When you were going through in the first part of your story, were were you primarily living in British Columbia for that? I first started, started struggling with my mental health when I was living in Ontario. Five years ago, I moved to British Columbia and I started struggling with my mental health for different reasons. Like I was diagnosed with cancer a couple years ago. And so I was struggling with my mental health in relation to the cancer diagnosis. And I would say the experience has been consistently just bad everywhere. And I had diagnoses in Ontario that did not count in British Columbia. And in order to access the same medication, I had to be reassessed and go through the same thing again, especially when you consider we don't have a lot of energy on our bad days as people with lived experience. Like it was a lot of energy to invest just to 
continue receiving the same level of care that I had been receiving previously. And then in terms of accessing your medication, when you do go through, get the diagnosis and the doctor says, okay, here's your medication. I understand that you had, there were financial barriers to accessing that medication for you as well. There were times when I would be kind of choosing between paying for my rent that month or paying for my mental health medication. And the best medication that works the best, that has the best outcomes, were not ones that were often covered by a public drug plan, as well as oftentimes not covered by my works drug plan. And so there were times where I had to make really, really hard decisions about, like, am I going to pay my rent on time or I'm going to build this medication? And that just really shouldn't happen. If you could change something, anything, multiple things about the way that people who are struggling access help care and these medications, what would that be? First of all, I just think the medication should be covered uh, 100% for everybody. We want people to have access to medication as a part of their mental health care plan. It shouldn't be all this extra work to be able to access part of your health care, particularly when you're thinking of people with mental health issues. One of the biggest lies the mental health issue tells you is that you're not worth it. Mm -hmm. And having to go through all of these extra steps to get what should be basic care covered is reinforcing this idea that you're not worth it. I think the process of getting assessed to access some of these medications should be easier to access. It took me um, almost upwards of a year to get an ADHD diagnosis when I had an ADHD diagnosis in Ontario that they just didn't want to look at. Oh my God. So I had to go off my ADHD medication for a year to be able to re get re-diagnosed and get put on the exact same medication. That, that sucks for me and it sucks for other folks who don't have the medical literacy that I have or the ability to advocate for themselves. Those are, those are two things. It just, it needs to be easier to get diagnosed. And then once you have decided that medication is part of the plan that you want to take care of yourself, then you should be able to access the best medication for whatever you're going through for free. In closing here, just to share one last story, the last maybe four or five times I went to go pick up uh, my medication from my local pharmacy, I heard people being told the total of their medication and leaving it behind. Oh, my God. And just being able, like, I can't access this. And so there are systems in place. You know, Pharmacare is out there. And I just ask questions about, like, why do not more people know about that? Like, why is that happening? But it's been so consistent and so many times I've been to the pharmacy in the last year where people are just leaving medication behind because they can't afford it. We spend so much time talking about mental health issues, mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at the, the practical sort of reality in accessing help and medication. Nightmare. Nightmare. Absolute <laughs> nightmare. That's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. But I, and, and that's, I think, that is actually the best way in regards to, to what um, Al was describing there. Because, um, I, and I don't know how we get around that beyond just continuing to lobby the government more and more. Because it shouldn't be that difficult. It shouldn't be that difficult for people already to disadvantage. And I get so worked up about, of course, like my background is in psychology. And uh -huh. I think that it's just, and I also have lived experience in trying to access medication. And it's just absolutely awful all the time. But it's important that we keep talking about it and telling stories about how awful it is. So maybe there's so a is, how much of it in your mind is it 
lack of tax dollars going towards this or is it just bureaucracy? I think it's bureaucracy and lack of public information because it's very, if you know, you know, and accessing that information and how to navigate the system when you're kind of already at a disadvantage. Also under everything is underfunded. Everything I think healthcare wise is underfunded, but, uh, and maybe the treatment of mental health care access as actual healthcare, as opposed to a fun extra, because it's not, it's essential for people to function properly even, or like Al, when they're dealing with concurrent physical and mental health diagnoses. Mm-hmm. It's just, there needs to, it just needs to be easier. It just needs to be more straightforward. I get, I get where you're coming from. Thank you. Thank you.